0: 1 Kings chapter 20. Welcome to, to the Landmark Apostolic Church 39. Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. The Bible Enjoy says now, the message. as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. Everybody say, Guard this man. Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. And I just want to preach to you what I feel led from this title, Guard the Man guard the man. Amen. Would you pray with me one more time? Lord, we love you. God, we're thankful for the opportunity. God, we just pray that you would speak to us in the name of Jesus. Let your perfect will be accomplished. Help us to be sensitive to your word, sensitive to your spirit. God, have your way in this place. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. It's a very interesting story we find here in 1 Kings. We have a soldier who is standing before a king. He's, uh, he's clearly in rough shape, coming straight from the battle. At least that's what he had said. He's got a bandage across his, his head. There's, there's blood all over his face, and he looks like he's really just barely hanging on. And standing before his king, he speaks to give an account of what he did during battle. He said, it was in the midst of battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, guard this man. If, if by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver." While your servant was busy, the scripture says here and there, he was gone. And then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. You ever just kind of told on yourself, like, you're just like, why do I keep talking? You know, that's why you have the right to remain silent, just so you know that. So you don't tell on yourself or just openly admit to something, right, Brother Curry? That's why you have the right to remain silent. Now the king he was understandably frustrated and really probably confused as to why the man thought that the king would be happy. I mean, it's from the man's own mouth evident that he had failed to do the one thing that he had been asked to do. He was told in this battle, "You have a job. The job is to c- is to take this prisoner." Take him, watch him, guard him. The King James Version says, keep this man. The whole point was, don't let him get away. Hold on to him, guard him. In fact, the man was told if he gets away, your life is going to be required for his life or you'll have to pay a talent of silver. And some of you, if you're like me reading that story, be like, oh, that's a no-brainer. I'm going to... It's like either die or pay this talent. Like, I'm going to pay the talent. But what you have to understand is this was like half a million dollars. And the common soldier would not have had that kind of money just laying around. And so that fine was really just, it was there just to be there because there's no way that he's paying that price if he lets this guy get away, he's going to have to die. And he let the man get away. And so he's bringing it to the king, almost like, what do you think I should have happened to me? Like he's almost appealing his case to the court system, if you will. I let the man get away, but king, come on. I mean, who's really perfect? I know that you probably know that I had good intentions to guard him. I had good intentions to keep him. I Tried really hard. And he's saying this to the king, almost hoping for mercy. And what the king says is, You said it. You told me that you, that you were warned. You told me. That, that if you let him get away, that your own life would be required. So you've already said your judgment, and so shall your judgment be. And once the king said those words, the man pulls off the bandage and showed who he really was. He wasn't a soldier at all. In fact, he was a prophet. He was a man of God that was sent by God to confront King Ahab with this made-up story. And the reason this man had told this story, I was told to watch a man. I was told to guard a man. I was told, I was warned that if the man got away, my life would, I would be forfeit. But now that it happened, I don't really like the results. I don't really like what I'm headed to, But I, and I want somebody to do something different about it. Well, he was intending to uh, uh, awaken in the king a revelation that this was a ridiculous thing to do. And so the king would then speak, the judgment's going to stand because you had your chance, you were warned clearly, and you failed to do the one job that you were called to do. And the purpose of this made up story, because newsflash, there's no prisoner of war, there was no soldier, there was no man that got away. The purpose was to show a mirror to Ahab that he might realize, I'm the man. I'm the man who was supposed to guard the other man. I'm the guy who was supposed to watch the other guy. I'm the one who had a job that he was given. And if you don't do it, your life will be forfeit." for your disobedience to God in doing what you were told to do. Now, I understand this morning that the particulars of why the king needed this message was for something totally different back in that day. It had historical context and significance with uh, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, and what had happened that day. But from that story, I wanna ask us the question, what does it have to do with us? What does it have to do with you? What does it have to do with me? See, I believe that every word, every letter in the word, I believe it is there on purpose. The reason I believe that is because Jesus taught that. Jesus once said, verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. One scripture says that he watches over his word to perform it. Paul seconds this motion when 2 Timothy 3.16, he says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and every bit of it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. And so what does 1 Kings have to do with you? What does 1 Kings have to do with us? Because I think if we're not careful, it could be easy for us to read the Bible and think, oh, that was great for those folks back then. That was great for Peter, and that was great for Paul. And we can turn and read about the heroes in Hebrews 11 and say, oh, that was great for them. But I think like Ahab was meant to see, no, 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 you're the man. I think you and I are meant to insert ourselves into this story. I want us to see ourselves in a story about a man who was given charge to watch over someone because you got to understand you and I have been designated to a job. We are called today to watch over someone. That's great, Bryce. That's wonderful. That that we're called To 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 guard, we're called to watch. We are called by God. I understand that, and I I get it that one day we're we're gonna we're gonna pass from this life and we're gonna stand before God and we will answer to him. But I have a question, Bryce. Who are we supposed to watch? Who are we supposed to keep? Who are we supposed to watch over? And the answer is very simple. You are meant, hear me right now, you are meant to watch over the most difficult person on this planet. Don't turn to the person beside you. Don't look at the person in front of you. We are called to watch. I'm talking about, you. The person on this planet who is most suited to deceit is you. The person on this planet more capable of harming yourself is you. You and I are, in fact, able to be like no one else, our own worst enemy. And the Bible, from beginning to end, warns us about how important it is that we watch over ourselves, that we keep ourselves. Hey, we are the soldier today that is meant to guard the other soldier. Only the other soldier is us. We're the other soldier. We're the other soldier. Guard. We, and that's clearly evident from the fact that if we don't do the job that we're meant to do of keeping ourselves, our lives will be forfeit. Why? Because our life will be snatched from us while we weren't paying attention. And that is precisely what happens. Look at the story, our text. When did the guy get away? When did the when did the guy guard this man keep this man keep him he was told keep the man guard the man keep this person guard this person don't let him get away but when did he get away Verse 40 While your servant was busy here and there While your servant was busy here and there is it possible that while you're going here and while you're going there and doing one thing and another thing is it possible that your life is passing you by that the version of yourself that you're meant to become is slipping through your fingers Is it possible? Now, this man was not a bad person. This man wasn't a horrible human being. You know what he was? Busy while your servant was busy here and there? Is it possible that while you're going here and there and caught up in the busyness of life that you miss out on being exactly who God called you to be? Hear me. You are meant to guard yourself, to watch yourself. You're meant to lead yourself. That you might not escape. That you might not slip through your finger. I know, I know too many people that chose busyness over calling. And today they wake up stuck in life, smothered by anger and resentment, backslidden at best. I'm here to tell you, you are meant to rise up in strength and power. God has called you to guard yourself, to keep the man to guard the man, to keep this woman, to keep this man, and to look after yourself. My message is simple. We're not meant to be distracted and busy here and there and chasing after this and being defined by that. You'll find that that path creates a version of yourself that you were never meant to become. And the word of God is chocked full of warnings about how easy it is to trick ourselves, to deceive ourselves, to let ourselves get away. Proverbs 4 and 23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. There's no area quite like the heart that's able to uh, uh, control the outcome of our life. It's easy to let the issues of your heart steer you away from God, from what God wants you to do and from what God wants you to be. Jude said this, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah warns the same thing when he says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so our hearts, ladies and gentlemen, are able to steer us. Our hearts are able to trick us and We have to learn how to guard ourselves and how to guard our hearts. We have to choose to do hard things sometimes, to be disciplined, to watch over ourselves, to be checking in with ourselves, to be asking ourselves the question, how am I doing? How am I doing lately? Am I progressing? Am I coasting? Is everything okay? Am I advancing? Am I fighting? Am I becoming a better husband, better wife, a kinder person? Am I becoming a better mom or dad? We have to ask ourselves those questions. What what is that? How am I doing? Am I, what's going on? Why, what is that? You're carding the man. Why? Because your heart is tricky. It's deceitful. Your heart will talk you into doing things that you shouldn't do. And so we have to guard ourselves. You can't just be cruising through life doing what you feel and going along with what's easy. Jesus said, enter ye in the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Why? Why is wide the gate? Why? Why will there be so many that find that route, that find that path? Because it's so easy to let yourself get carried away. To let your heart pull you in a way that you shouldn't go, to, to, to fall for the lies that the enemy tells you. The company that I work for, they pride themselves on service. Service. We believe that service is more valuable than price. And that, that's our, that's our go to market strategy. We want to sell you a service and we've been pretty successful as a whole. But I will tell you that, that we are not a perfect company, that there are other sites, there are other stores that are not perfect. And I, I've heard of stories of other branches that are so bad that customers don't even bother using them. One of the main things that we offer is called a VMI. It stands for Vendor Managed Inventory. And that's what we would like to do. We would like to come in and we would like to, we we want to agree to come into your facility and we would like to manage critical parts in your infrastructure. And it's a win for both of us, the customer and us. And no longer do they have to keep watch over it. That's our job now. We are the ones that need to come in. And there is where a lot of branches have failed. They went from actionary to reactionary. They were actively involved in the beginning only to let it slide as time moves on. Staying on a schedule with the customer in the beginning only to become the guy who answers the phone a couple uh, months, three months, maybe six months later I'm like, oh, you're out of that, I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and order that for you. And I don't know if you've ordered anything here lately, but let me tell you, in my field, we're here in 14-week lead time, 18-week lead time, 25-week lead time. And that's always a fun phone call. I got that ordered for you. Oh, Christ, thank you. You're the man. You're the man. Thank you so much for giving. Yes, uh, it'll be here in early March. Now we're talking shutdown. Now we're talking sending employees home because we can't run a certain piece of equipment. Amen. Uh, and so we've, we've tried to stay ahead. It started out like that in the beginning, but then it morphed into becoming this reactionary state where we wait on them to tell us what they need. We wait on the phone call to come in. We wait on them to send us an email. He said, keep the man. You know what that is? That's active. That's actionary. Let me tell you, in this walk, you have to be actively involved. Amen. You can't guard him only a little bit over here. I'll just guard him on the weekends, or I'll just guard him on a couple days throughout the week. No, you have to keep watch over yourself. God, I'm telling you, you have to watch over yourself because yourself is deceptive. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, that's not me, that will never happen, you are right there deceiving yourself. You will talk yourself into doing things that you never should have done. Your heart will talk you into going places that you never should have gone. Your heart will talk you into relationships that you never should have been involved in. Your heart, your heart, your heart. Jesus said this in Mark 14. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. If you know you're weak, what are you going to do? You're going to make it easy on yourself, right? You're going to make it easy on yourself to do the right thing. You're going to put up the guardrails in your life. You're going to put up the safety strips. You make it easy on yourself to do the right thing with accountability. I'm going to have somebody check on me. Amen. I'm going to check on myself, but I'm going to have somebody else check on me. We know that our flesh is weak. So what do we do? Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch and pray, otherwise, we're going to enter into temptation. That man, that woman that you're meant to grow up in, is going to slip right through your fingertips First John chapter five and verse 21 says, "Dear children." Keep yourselves from idols. It's easy to give in to valuing things because that's worship. Worshiping idols is valuing something that is above God. The Bible says honor God as the highest. Honor God, give him your worship, give him the glory. Let him be the most important thing in your life. You know why, church? because there are so many things that compete. There are so many things. Matter of fact, right now at this very moment, there are things that are competing for your attention. There are things that are competing for you to stop listening to that guy yak in the microphone and think about something else that you need to do next week or later today. There are things that are competing right now, and the human heart, it's been said, is an idol factory. It can value anything above God and churn out a new idol every day. So you have to watch yourself. You have to keep yourself, meaning it will be easy and automatic for your heart to gravitate to other things that are, that, that are more valuable than him. That's why the Bible says that we have to seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's one of the reasons why, and I'm not, teaching on tithing or any or giving but that, that's that's why it's so important it's such an important principle and part of the fabric of who we are every time that we get our paycheck we give first and best back to God what are we doing we are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness I'm letting him be the most important thing in my life what is that I'm trying to keep myself I'm trying to guard this man. Because I know how easy and automatic it is for my heart to gravitate to things that are ungodly, for my heart to gravitate to things that are not righteous. It's easy. But I have to keep myself, I have to keep this man. I don't know this morning as our music comes, I don't know if we truly understand how quickly time is passing by. I don't know if we truly get it. I, uh, I, I can remember being 12 years old and couldn't wait to be a teenager. How many remember when you were 12? Remember that? I can remember when I was 12 and it was all of a sudden 13, man, 13. Can't wait to be 13. One of these days I'm going to be a teenager. What do we used to say? How old are you? I'm 12 and a half. Not just 12. I'm 12 and a half. And I can remember being 12 years old and couldn't wait to be a teenager. It was such a big deal. And then it was 16 16. I couldn't wait to be 16 years old, get my license. Amen. But it felt like it took forever. From the moment I turned 15, you started counting down the days, Brother Reese, of like, hey, 16's right around the corner. Every single day we're watching it. Can't wait to be 16 counting down the days on the calendar then it was 18 couldn't wait couldn't wait to be 18 couldn't wait to graduate high school head off to college do something with my life but back then it felt like the days just drug on man it felt like everything was in slow motion I'm trying to reach a certain age group and all of a sudden and and it's like once you hit 18 life just shifts into a whole other year. And then you wake up and you're 35 years old and you got gray hair coming in strong, strong. You got pains and aches that you can't even begin to tell somebody how it got there. Don't know what I did. (laughs) You wake up, father of three, family, middle of a career, Hopefully I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? Think, where did time go? What are you saying, Bryce? I'm saying your life is passing by. Your life is passing you by. So what do you got to do? You got to guard the man. Right. You got to guard the man. Yes. You need to fight to guard over the version of yourself that you are meant to be. Right. Otherwise, here and there, your life will pass you by and you're going to wake up one day. Hear me right now. You're going to wake up one day with regret and you'll wake up one day with heartbreak. And ultimately, you'll stand before God to give an account on what you did. What did you do with the life that you were given? And sadly, sadly, there will be a lot of people that stand there on that day with regret and they'll say to God, I don't even know. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did with that life that you give me. I don't know what I did. I, I, I There was a point where I heard your voice. There was a point when I sensed your spirit. There was a... And you kept saying, I I you're talking to God. I kept saying to myself that this is dragging me down and this is toxic in my life, and I've got to get rid of this, and I've got to get rid of that, and I shouldn't really be doing that, and I should, and you rationalize and you justify of why it was that you didn't guard the man. And while your servant was busy, here. And there, not bad. Just busy. Just busy here and there. And all of a sudden, life ends. Now, here I am standing before you, God. (laughs) And I let the man get away. I let the man that you called me to be get away. I let him or her slip away. Some people are waiting on the right time to serve God. I'll serve God when I get this cleaned up in my life, and I'll serve God when I get my act together, and then I'll be faithful. Then I'll go to church. Then I'll, then, no, 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 no. Now, now, today is the day of salvation. Now, what are we waiting for? I'm here to tell you that the distractions of this world aren't gonna stop. They're not gonna stop. We think it's we think it's COVID and we think it's pandemic. I'm telling you, when that ends, there will be something else that we've gotta guard ourselves against. There'll be something else to try and distract us. There'll be something else. Most all of us carry around this little device right here in our pocket pretty much at all times. Amen. A device that can simultaneously feed and nourish our spirit, but also cause us to be conflicted. Where we find ourselves glued to this thing. And we find ourselves looking and wishing and hoping, glued to these things, giving in to the distractions, always looking at where and and wishing we were there and wishing we were that person and wish we were doing that and looking at the life that we wish we had. But we got to guard this man. We got to guard this man against those distractions, against the distractions that won't stop. You think you can just guard him on Sunday? I'm telling you, that's not enough. Keep this man. Don't give in. What did the Bible say? Be sober. Be vigilant. Stay ahead. Be ready. Anticipate. Guard. 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 Would you stand with me all across this place? Don't give in to the distractions of this world. Don't give in to the lies of the enemy. Some of you right now, the devil's whispering in your ear, hey, you know what? That's all, that all sounds good and great, what he's saying up there. Uh, uh, but listen, where you're at, the state that you're at, that's the best it's ever going to be for you. And some of you right now are in the middle of heartache and pain and frustration, and the devil's whispering in your ear saying, that's the best it's ever going to be. That, that's, that's who you are. That's all it's ever going to be. No, 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 no. The word tells me different. The word tells me different. I'm preaching you today. You are called by God. You You are called by God you are called by God stop listening to the lies stop giving in to the distractions I love the way Romans 13 puts it this way and I'm gonna I'm gonna be done I'm closing I want us to I want to give us a little bit of time to pray Romans 13 I love the way it puts this and I'm reading out of a not the King James version but it says this to live like this is all the more urgent for time is running out And you know it is a strategic hour in human history. It is time for us to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believe. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. So we, we must once and for all strip away what's done in the shadows of darkness, removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all, we clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. Paul goes on to say we must live honorably, surrounded by the light on this new day, not in the darkness of drunkenness or debauchery, promiscuity and sensuality, not being argumentative or jealous of others. Instead, fully immerse yourselves into the light of the Lord Jesus and don't waste even a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desire. Now is the time. Now is the time. It's time to wake up. It's time to shake ourselves this morning. We've got to guard the man. We've got to guard. We've got to keep this man. You have one life. One life. And so soon soon it shall pass. And the only thing that matters, the only thing that's going to last, and what 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 did you do for Christ? That's going to last. So keep the man. Guard the man. Guard your heart. It's not just a simple prayer that we pray to say we pray in the morning off to work, God, guard my heart. No, I, I mean it. Like, God, guard my heart because without it, I, I get one life I get one life and we don't know the end we all have a day that we look to when we came into this world whenever it was our birthday we know that day we celebrate it once a year we're not let in on the other day there'll be one day he calls us home And we'll stand before him. We'll be giving an account. God, this is what I did. God, this is what I did with the life that you've given me. Every head bow and every eye closed in this place. I wonder if this morning we could all just find a place to pray. If you want to pray at your seat, if you want to pray at the altar, the altar's open. But we need to find a place today. And we need to ask ourselves those questions. How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I do- How's my heart? How a- a- am I becoming more like him or less like him? Come on, I'm giving you an opportunity right now to guard the man. I'm giving you an opportunity. God is giving us an opportunity to guard ourselves. Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you this morning. God, I thank you for every single person whose heart is being stirred. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day, and God bless.